0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneewice, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius' Meditations, Book Four, paragraphs fourteen and fifteen, which uh, the translator Farco Harson says uh, were combined in the in the original manuscripts, which is why I'm doing them together. You came into the world as a part. You will vanish into that which gave you birth, or rather, you will be taken up into its generative reason by the process of change. Many grains of incense upon the same altar; one falls first, another later, but the difference, but difference, there is none. So when I read this, then my uh, my uh, my. Um Stoicism spidey sense started tingling, and I, I suspected that this was a reflection of Stoic metaphysics more than Stoic uh, ethics. Um, and I read Arson's commentary, and it turns out I was right. Uh, this is um, This is really a commentary on the Stoic belief about the soul and where the soul fits into the the material universe because remember they believed that the soul was a material phenomenon uh, or a material power um so that's not for us <laughs> but i was thinking well what what can we get from this um and i think that the um the the emphasis here the thrust is really that you live we live in a, in a universe of uh of as the Rishonim said, of generation and corruption. I mean, really, it's a phrase from Aristotle that things in the material universe come into being and they pass away, and and you, uh, at least your body, is a part of that. Um, and uh, and remembering that phenomenon. Um, does two things at the very least. Number one, it keeps you humble. <laughs> okay, it helps you realize that you're you know you came into existence and you will one day go out of existence. At least in terms of your your the physical self, um, and you are subject to all the processes of generation and corruption. Um, I'm reminded of the Rambam in um, in the Mor three twelve when he's talking about uh, the types of harm and loss and uh, and destruction which are caused by the fact that man is a material body in a material universe. And the Ramam says, we've already shown that in accordance with the divine wisdom, Genesis can only take place through destruction. And without the destruction of the individual members of the species, the species themselves would not exist permanently. He who thinks that he can have flesh and bones without being subject to any external influence or any of the accidents of matter unconsciously wishes to reconcile two opposites, namely to be at the same time subject and not subject to change. So like the example I like to use with my students is, um, you know, uh, people love ice cream. Lots of people love ice cream, um, and uh, but uh, one of the one of the downsides of ice cream is that it melts, right? Uh, but the very same phenomenon that that you know that that causes ice cream to melt is part of what makes it such a uh, textually uh, pleasurable food to consume, because you can lick ice cream, and it will. The fact that it melts allows you to uh, to it allows it to melt on your tongue, you know. So in other words. If you wanted ice cream that both did and didn't melt, so then that's impossible. That's just like wishing for um for for ice cream to not be made of matter basically, you know. And and as we know, non-physical ice cream just doesn't taste as good. Um so um and obviously the Ramam is extending this to all material phenomena. So if you if, for example, when you get cut, you know, if you if you resent the fact that, like your skin tore, you know, uh, or that you injured uh, you injured yourself, so what exactly would you propose the alternative should be? Do you wish that you were made out of marble? Um, if so, then like you wouldn't be able to move, you know? So the, the nature of, of the material of which your body is made is subject to generation and corruption. It has certain particular properties and, uh, and, and you can't wish to both have and not have those properties. You know, all material things have limitations and that's, that's the quote unquote cost of being a material being in a material universe, uh, that's subject to generation and corruption. So, um, that's one thing that I was thinking about when I read this. Um. Another thing is the uh, the Ibn Ezra's intro to Koheles, uh, which concludes with the following statement. He says, "Every act done by a created uh, created being is impermanent, for all created beings exhaust themselves trying to create a completely new existence, or I maybe not exhaust themselves. They weary themselves in their efforts to create a completely new existence, or to completely negate its existence." Rather, all of their actions are but an imitation, an image, and an accident, separating that which is combined and combining that which is separate, moving that which is at rest, and bringing to rest that which is moving. Therefore, the actions of human beings are nothingness and emptiness, except for fear of Hashem. And it is impossible for a person to ascend to the level of fear of Hashem without first climbing the ladder of wisdom and building a foundation of understanding. So, this is again the Imenas intro to Coheilus and he really learns the entire Coheilus is about the the uh the contrast between the impermanence of the physical world which is a world of 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 you know coming into being and passing away and then the existence of the soul uh which through its knowledge uh is permanent and gains existence after the death of the uh, of the human you know so so remembering this phenomenon, remembering the, the this thing that Aurelius is talking about, that, that our bodies are subject to coming into being and passing away, should cause us to focus on on the part of us that does not pass away, which is our Tselmeluchim, which is our 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 God given intellect uh that seeks truth and can and can uh for its own sake and can grasp uh, uh abstract uh conceptual knowledge which which lasts beyond death. Um and so so Aurelius reminding himself of the fact that his body is subject to change. I mean, Aurelius would 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 say that his soul itself uh, is is, uh, is is subject to the same phenomenon of of coming to being and passing away. But we disagree with that. We say that the soul is eternal. Um, the last thing I'm thinking of here is when he says, uh, "You came into the world as a part." Uh, you will vanish into that which gave you uh, into into that which gave you birth, uh, or you will be taken up into its generative reason by the process of change. So there, I'm I'm reminded of one of my one of my uh, favorite uh, quotes from Albert Einstein. Uh, he says, "A human being is part of a whole called by us the universe." a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circles of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. So this is just something that is a reminder that, um that uh that you are part of a universe and uh which is all created by god and that you're not the sum total of the universe you know that there are you're one of many creatures and many components of the universe and uh, and living with that perspective changes the way that you relate to those around you, and uh, and the way that you relate to the universe itself, and ultimately to the creator of the universe. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at. Uh, www.patreon.com.com. The link is in the description. Um, we are now at last I checked, uh, $489, uh, uh, a month. Um, we initially were above 500, and uh, um, but uh, one of those was a a generous one time donation. And now I have uh, three podcasts, and a fourth is on the way. And uh, those podcasts cost money to to maintain. Um, and uh, again, uh, I ask that uh, that if you have uh, uh, an extra three dollars, five dollars, you know, any amount uh, to spare. Um, and uh, and you you uh, you value what you've uh, what what you're learning here, then um, then it would mean a lot to me if you supported my uh, my efforts to make Torah ideas accessible and available to everyone. Thank you.